Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011 at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And today we will be reviewing the films Admission, Returns to Nims Island, Bar Talk, The Magnificent, and the app Mimblia. So right now we are talking about the film Admission and we have with us Raven. Thank you for joining us today. So how are you, Raven? I am doing fantastic, Brianna. How about you? Very well, thank you. Awesome. Um, can you please tell me a little bit about what Admission's all about? Okay. So Admission is a new film starring Tina Fey and Paul Rudd. And pretty much Tina Fey plays an admissions officer at Princeton. And her name is Portia. And her life is very plain. She's lived in the same place her whole life. She's worked the same job for 16 years. And pretty much everything in her life goes according to plan. It's very dull. Um, but then her long-term boyfriend ends up leaving her and... She, uh, her, her past sort of starts to resurface and she goes to, um, this school because she goes and visits schools and gets good recommendations to see if any of the seniors are going to be good for Princeton. So she goes to this school and it's a really small alternative school and Paul Rudd, um, who plays the, the principal of the school, he sort of starts to hit on Portia and that's totally not okay because she's an admissions officer and he's a principal. And he tells her that he thinks one of his students is her son because when she was in college, she had a baby and gave it up for adoption. So it's all about her trying her hardest to make sure that the boy she thinks is her son gets into Princeton. And it is a very funny movie. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I, I really like Tina Fey, so I'll probably like really like this film. Yeah, she's amazing in this movie. Isn't she always? Yes. <laughs> so how do you think the screenplay writer, Karen Croner, is doing with this adaptation? Um, I really actually liked it. I hadn't read the book previously to this because I had no idea that it was a book. And then I was at the bookstore um, recently and I saw it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to read it. And I'm only a few chapters in. But it's it's very she, – she adapted it very well. Like it's very close to the storyline. And I thought it definitely had some very funny and touching moments. And she definitely, the way she wrote it, you could tell that it was definitely adapted for a screenplay because um, there are definitely some movie moments that were thrown in there. And I really, I really enjoyed her work. 
Yeah, when when I love how they make books into movies, and then when you see the movie and you've already read the book, it's like I know what's gonna happen, you guys, or most of what's gonna happen because sometimes they go all out of whack. <laughs> yeah. So, how about the aerial shots and photography? Um, I thought the cinematography was very nice. It wasn't anything, I mean, the, the film wasn't in 3D, so it wasn't anything super incredible. But I really liked when they were at the school, because it was like an alternative school. And it was really funny, because I go to an alternative school, high school, but it is not as alternative as this school. Like, the school is on a farm, and one of their classes <laughs> is like cow milking and stuff. <laughs> and so I really liked those shots um, because one, it was very funny because it sort of showed like the cows walking down the hallway with the students. And like, I thought that was really funny because um, their hallways were like outside. But I really liked the shots for this um, particular scenes because there was a lot of nature and I felt like it captured the fact that it was nature as well as school very nicely. Yeah, nature is always wonderful because mm -hmm. it's it's just nature. It's it's like raw. It's so natural. <laughs> yeah, it's natural. It's nature. That's what happens. So Tina Fey is known for her comedy. How is her performance in this film? Besides incredible, comedic? it's incredible because her um, her character um, Portia Nathan is like I said. She's really sort of uptight and she lives her life to a schedule. And so when all of a sudden her life that she's been living totally fine for like 16 years starts going a little bit out of whack she totally starts having meltdowns and Tina Fey did an amazing job showing herself having meltdowns and then all of a sudden trying to pull herself together and be like funny again and it was hilarious there was one scene where she had just been in her office working all night and crying and her boss knocks on her door and she opens the door and she is like a stamp on her face and her makeup's all over and she has no idea and she's like oh hello and he's like are you okay and she's like yeah I'm perfectly fine <laughs> so I think, I think her performance and that and how versatile her character was was really nice. That's excellent. It's like you're melting down and someone comes and it's like, how are you? I am terrific. It, it was so fun. It was funny. It was hilarious. Yeah, I love her. So how is Paul Rudd in some of the other cast performances? Um, well, I thought Paul Rudd was awesome. Um, I love him in most of the movies that he's in. And in this movie, I thought he was really funny because he did care for Portia. But I feel like his main goal in this movie was to try to get his student, um, Jeremy, into Princeton because he really wanted to go there. So he was sort of almost not necessarily using Portia because he did have feelings for her. But he was like, hey, Portia, you should get him into Princeton, like work your magic. And, um, and I thought his character was very funny, but also very charming at the same time. So I think he did fantastic. And then I also really like Gloria Rubin, who played um, Corinne or Corinne. Can't remember how you pronounce the character's name, but she was um, one of Portia's co-workers. And they were both trying to go for the same promotion, but only one of them could get it. And they had such hilarious conflict with each other because they'd be purposely trying to be mean to each other, but they wouldn't try to show it around their boss. So just the looks they would give each other and the comments was hilarious. And I thought Gloria and Tina did an amazing job in those scenes. That's splendid. So you are listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you are listening to Voice America Kids, and today we will be reviewing the films Admission, Return to Nims Island, Bar Talk, The Magnificent, and The App Miblio. So let's continue speaking with Raven and about admissions, and we were just talking about how Paul Rudd 
is doing an amazing job being charming and funny. Yes. So, is there any villains in this film, or is it just kind of a life situation? I feel like it's more of a life situation. If there would be any villains, it would be, um, I mean, no, there's not really any villains. Portia's character, or Portia, um, has problems with the character, uh, Corinne, like I said, but mm-hmm. I mean, she's not really a villain. I feel yeah, like it's, it's not more like, she... like life challenges and, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. not like Corinne, like, helps or hurts the scene. Yeah, I guess it's not say. like cool or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, did you find any messages in this film? Um, I think the message was sort of just give life a chance because Portia was so afraid to sort of open herself up to anything new. And once she did, she realized how fantastic it was. So I really think just the the message is keep an open mind and, you know, try new things pretty much. Yeah, life is pretty fantastic. I know a lot of people that are just like, no, life sucks and it's horrible. I'm just like, you have a privilege to be on this earth. Enjoy yeah. it. Yes. So, if you can relate to anyone in this film, who would it be and why? Um, gosh, it's kind of hard uh, because I feel like I sort of relate to all of the characters and also none of the characters. Mm-hmm. I relate to Portia, the way she sort of melts down and tries to pull herself together because I'll, like, freak out about something. And then I'm like, no, no, I'm fine. And then <laughs> um, I also relate to um, Jeremiah who plays um, – or, yeah, Jeremiah, the, the boy who um, – really wants to get into Princeton because he's super outgoing, but then he totally like spazzes out when it comes to schoolwork. Like he's so smart, but then in school he's like, um, so I'm kind of like that because like I can totally talk to people and be all outgoing. And then in school, I'm like, what, what is going on? <laughs> what? Yeah. what were we talking about? Yeah. And then also, um, Paul Rudd, ca- Paul Rudd's character, John Pressman, I can kind of relate to him because he's he's so dedicated to his students and obviously I'm not a teacher, so I don't have students because um, I'm 15. But I, when I, when I find someone that I care about and my friends, I'm very dedicated and loyal to them. So I can relate to him that way. Yeah. It's kind of inspiring how he does that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how many stars do you give this film? I give this film four out of five stars because it was funny, but it was, I felt like it was more of a chick flick. In a way, than uh, you know, full-blown comedy. So I was, I was expecting a little bit more humor from it. So that's why I didn't get a full five stars. But I did really enjoy it. Yeah, it's not like, I mean, because some films are just like, this is a total comedy, and it has like three jokes, and the three jokes aren't even funny. And it's like, yeah, okay, that's totally. Yeah, funny. I think the trailer looked a lot funnier than the um, movie because the movie actually had a, a lot more of like a deeper message with Portia and Jeremiah. Um, and that wasn't really showed at all in the trailer. I had no idea that was even, like, part of the movie. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, like, misleading. Like, sometimes they do that. It's misleading. Yeah, I thought so, it was all about her and John Pressman, like, falling in love with each other. But it was, like, about her and her, like, son. So. Yeah. It's like, what? I was crazy. <laughs> so, what did you give this film as an age range? Um, I would say 12 and up. Because it's rated PG-13, but I'd say 11 or 12 and up because there's no cussing. Um, there's there's really no violence whatsoever or, you know, any scary situations. But there are a few, like, mild situ- sexual situations between um, John and Portia because they're all, like, in love with each other and whatnot. <laughs> but otherwise, I honestly, I think it's it's a pretty okay movie. So, yeah, I'd say 12 and up. We're all in love. Yeah. <laughs> So would you see this film again despite how you how it's a slight chick flick? 
not in theaters. I'd wait till it comes out on like Netflix or like DVD, and then I'd watch it again for sure. But I don't think I'd go to the theater again to see it. Yeah, that's very rare for me to watch a movie in the theaters and then be like, that was so yeah. awesome, and then watch it again. I don't yeah. think I've ever done that except once. Oh, I've done that with movies that I've been in love with, but yeah, this <laughs> isn't one of them. <laughs> Is there anything that parents should look out for when considering to take their kids to see it? Like, you said there's not any violence, there's not yeah. any cussing or anything, but is there anything else? I mean, honestly, yeah. I think the only thing to sort of take into consideration if your child is younger than 13 um, is just that there are a few mild sexual situations. I mean, it's not that you even, like, see anything happening or, like, any kissing at all. It's just, like, that you sort of get, like, the innuendo, like, oh, it's just, like, suggesting that something <laughs> happened. So it's it's like that. <laughs> It's like, it's like, it's not really happening, but yeah. it is happening. Yeah. Subliminal well, messages, I'd say. Yeah. Well, Raven, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about admission. It's been a pleasure talking with you, as always. Admission uh-huh. is rated PG-13 and is in theaters now, so please go check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Brianna hope Tom, And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. From Kids First Coming Attractions, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. Just because you're a kid doesn't mean you don't have an important voice to be heard. You are our future, and you need a forum to be heard. Tune in to American Pulse on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll talk to the student leaders of America and find out what they're doing to make a difference today. You'll be inspired to start working now for a brighter future later. American Pulse is heard live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. It's time to lead by example follow the voice america talk radio network on twitter we're at voice america trn you'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows this week's featured guests and general happenings that you should know about at the voice america talk radio network now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office just go to twitter.com forward slash voice america trn or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? 
If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Eaton. And you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. Now we are going to discuss Return to Nims Island, and we have with us some brand new film critics, Molly and Cassandra. So how are you doing, Molly? Good. I'm fine. That's awesome. And what about you, Cassandra? I'm excited. Awesome. Well, we're very happy to have you two on the show. So, Cassandra, why don't you tell us a little bit about Return to Nims Island? Okay, so Nims Island was a movie that came out in 2008. So Return to Nims Island is basically the sequel, and it's made up of a completely different cast, and it's about how Nim grows up. She's now 14 years old, and she still loves nature. She lives on the tropical island with her scientist father, Jack, and um, suddenly this boy named Edmund, he turns up to explore the island and they go on a series of adventures and also a bunch of um, poachers come to the island looking to capture exotic animals to sell. Uh, and so Nim and Edmund must protect this island that they love so much. It sounds like a very fun movie. So Molly, what did you think of this film? I love this film because it has a lot of adventure in it. I love adventure films. Um, it was exciting and fun. It's definitely a family movie. I loved watching it with all the animals because I am a true animal lover. Well, that's awesome. And Molly, have you seen the original Limbs Island? Um, I've seen many previews and parts of it, but I have not been able to sit through the whole film. Mm -hmm. And what about you, Cassandra? Have you seen the original? Uh, yes, I have. It was quite a while, though. Mm -hmm. what did you, how did you think uh, this movie sort of flowed with the original? Um, besides the fact that it has, like, like I said, an entire... A different cast. Yes, yeah. a different cast. Um, it continues the storyline. It carries the lightheartedness. It's not as um, complex. This film has a fairly simple plot, but it's still very lovable, very... Uh, has a lot of adventure, a lot of spirit, just enjoyable for the whole family. Well, it sounds awesome. So, Cassandra, the main character of this movie, Nim, is played by Bindi Irwin, who is Steve Irwin's daughter, and we all know and love him. We also know him as the Crocodile Hunter. So what did you think of her performance in this film? She's perfect. I mean, I can see why they cast her as Nim, because Nim's character, she loves nature so much. She loves animals, and Bindi Irwin has this experience. And also, it's different from the movie Nim's Island in that Nim is now extremely determined and it shows Bindi is fantastic she takes the character to a whole new level and Nim will do anything it takes to protect her human and animal friends 
that's awesome. So, Molly, what did you think of the cinematography and camera angles in this movie? Considering that it is sort of nature-geared, how did you think that uh, the cinematography captured that? Um, I thought the cinematography was great. Um, it was nice. At times, I felt like it may have been a little too bumpy and not as much focused on Nan and Edmund as I thought it should be. Um, but otherwise, I loved it, and the shots were amazing. That's awesome. So, Cassandra, do you think you have a favorite character in this movie? And if so, why? Well, I love Nim because of her character. I think I can relate to her the most. She's so determined, and in many ways, I'm like her. I'll do whatever it takes to defend those that I love. And I also loved Edmund. Uh, he's played by Toby Wallace. I mean, he has everything. He has the charisma. He has the good looks, and, you know... I admit, I was enjoying every single moment he was on screen. Well, that's awesome. It's always good to enjoy the main characters. Um, Molly, what about you? Do you have a favorite character? Um, my favorite character was Nim. I loved how much she wanted to protect her island and how determined she was. She had an amazing personality, and I love Bindi Owen. So. That's awesome. And Molly, do you think you have a favorite scene in this movie? Um... I like the scene, like, towards the end when um, Jack, Nim's dad, comes and saves Edmund and Nim from the poacher that's trying to kill them. I absolutely love that part, and he's so heroic. Well, that's awesome. Cassandra, what age rating would you give this film? Uh, to be honest, I think it's appropriate for all ages. Um, there's not much parents that have to be concerned for because it's just a perfect family movie. Well, that's awesome. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna hope And today we will be reviewing the films Admission, Return to Nim's Island, Bartok the Magnificent, and Miblio, the new interactive book app for kids. So right now we are talking with Cassandra and Molly, two of our new film critics, and we are talking about Return to Nim's Island. And they were just telling me all about their favorite characters and favorite scenes and how much they enjoy this movie. So Cassandra, let's go back to you. How many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? Five out of five, because like I said, it's so perfect in that it's family-oriented. There's nothing to be uh, cautious of, and it's just great to see characters who are immersing themselves in nature. Mm -hmm. And Molly, what about you? How many stars would you give this film, and what age group would you recommend it for? Um, I'm going to give the same number of stars, five out of five. I loved it. It was so much fun, and it was exciting to watch. It kept me at the edge of my seat, and I say that this movie is probably um, any age um, if they understand the film and parents shouldn't be cautious at all. That's awesome. Well, I'm really glad to hear that it is a family film. That's definitely important when it comes to movies so that everyone can sit down and watch it. So, Cassandra, since this film does contain quite a bit of animals, what did you think of the special effects for that? Did it, did, was it animated for those parts? Did it look like CGI? Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, well, the film opened up with underwater shots, and it was pretty amazing. I think they all captured it right. I think they went to a zoo and filmed, and mm -hmm. the animals, like the detail on camera is just fantastic. It's breathtaking to see how amazing nature is, and I'm glad that this film brings out that environmental message. 
that's awesome. So speaking of an environmental message, Molly, what do you think the message of this film is? I feel like the message of this film was never to give up and to always um, go forth in what you believe in. Mm-hmm. Well, that is a fantastic message for a movie to put out. So, Cassandra, if you could be any character in this movie, whether it's a human or an animal, considering there are quite a bit of animals in this movie, who would you be and why? Who would I be? Yes. I would be Nim because she's just so determined and ready to fight for what she believes in, and I admire that out of any character, any book, any movie. Um, It's just that she's such a great role model in the way that she fights for what she believes believes in oh that's awesome and what about you molly um i would have to be nim too because i love how she interacted with the animals and how she loved the animals and just how out there she was and she was so confident and adventure seeking i absolutely loved her personality well it sounds like you both really like nim and like we said you also really like bindi Irwin, who plays nim what did you guys think of the rest of the cast let's start with you molly um, I really adored the rest of the cast. I loved Edmund and the dad, Matthew Lillard. Um, it was amazing. The rest of the cast did an amazing job with working with the animals and just their facial expressions and their attitude. I loved it. That's awesome. And you, Cassandra? Uh, well, Nim, of course, Bindi Irwin, who plays Nim, she and Toby Wallace, who plays Edmund, their chemistry on stream is totally believable. And I have to say, John Waters, who plays the poacher, the bad guy here, he's really, he's he's scary. Honestly, he scared me when I was watching the movie, and he did a fantastic job in his role. Well, I think that is fantastic. It's always really, really important um to have sort of a good bad guy in the character. I mean, in the film, if that makes any sense, because, you know, it makes the film a lot more intense, I would say, even though this isn't necessarily an intense film. I think that's awesome that you guys enjoyed The Poacher. So, Cassandra, if you could change anything about this movie, would you change anything? I wouldn't, because at first I thought that the plot may be a bit simple, but... I like it that way. I like how it's so simple and it's great for the family to watch. It's not complex. It's it's not hard to follow. And it's just lighthearted, adventurous, everything I could ask for. That's awesome. And one last question for you, Molly. Um, would you recommend this movie to your friends and family? I would definitely recommend this movie to my friends and family because I know all my friends and family adores animals and they love adventure and I just adore this film. Well, that is awesome. You guys heard from Cassandra and Molly all about how fantastic Return to Nims Island is starring Bindi Irwin, so definitely check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna hope And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. If you think you've seen online TV before, 
Let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Remember my name. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Brianna hope And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And today, we have just reviewed the films Admission and Return to Nims Island, and we are reviewing Bartok the Magnificent and the App Mimblio. So right now, we are talking to another one of our new film critics, Jerry, about the film Bartok the Magnificent. Thank you so much for joining us today. So how are you, Jerry? I'm very good. It's glad to be here. That's good. Um, I haven't seen this film, unfortunately. So, can you tell me about the plot? What this film is about, it's about a bat named Bartok, and he gets in quite a little mess because he's a circus performer and gets money off it. But then he has to, that, then he has to save a prince from the evil witch, Baba Yaga. He, has, he must complete three tasks to reveal where the prince is. And if he doesn't, he will get arrested. But if he does, he will win a great prize. Oh, so it's kind of like, I guess, don't get arrested and everything will be fine. Well, it is, well he does get quite worried at some times. And it is quite interesting what he does, since he's just a little white bat with a 
Bear Friend Zosie, and that's it. And they must complete three hard tasks to reveal where he is. And if they don't, they basically get arrested. Wow, and Bobby so Yaga does har- something horrible to them as well. Ooh, that's. I would love to see this film just because you did it so well, Lee. I'm um, sorry. Um, Kelsey Grammer is cast in this film. How is her performance to you? I thought all the I thought all the cast did great. Everybody did a fantastic job and played their role perfectly. Do you think that everyone was right for the character they played? I think uh, they chose the correct people. Everybody did fantastic. I mean, there was no mistake there. Yeah, I hate when like you they have characters, but they choose the wrong people to do that character, and then it kind of just throws the film off. So I'm so I'm glad that it has the right people for the right characters. So, do you have a favorite scene? My favorite scene is when he, when when uh, he first goes to Baba Yaga's house. Baba Yaga storms in out of literally nowhere and plays this very catchy tune. Also, she demonstrates how well she can enchant. She can make anything she desires move and do whatever she wants them to do, even sing. Ah, I love singing. Um, you as a filmmaker, I heard that you love doing filmmaking and productions. How is this film to you in your eyes? Because it's obviously different from your eyes from then an average kid that is not into filmmaking. So how do you think it's different? Well, um, can you please repeat the question? Well, I know that you are a filmmaker. So... You viewed this film a little bit differently than regular kids. So how was it as in a point of a filmmaker's point of view? Well, the first thing is I always filmed real things. I never filmed. I never did an animated. But I I saw how they positioned the camera or how they animated it so you can so you can uh affect like emotion sadness happiness worriness everything yeah so it's very all the shots that they did was in tune with the emotions they played yep that's cool so what genre is this film it's of course it's an animation but is there anything else i'll say it's in be- right in between comedy and action and adventure uh, I love that mix. I've always loved comedy and action and adventure, so I'll probably just love this film. So how about the background music? Was it too dull or was it okay? I thought the background music was pretty well. Most of the time it was the people that were singing at anything, and usually there wasn't any background music. But uh, so it was kind of like a musical. Yes, the only music there was was... Um, the people singing, and I thought the songs were quite written quite well. At the beginning, Bartok also sings a very catchy song. Oh, love catchy songs. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we have just reviewed the films Admission and Return to Nims Island. And we are reviewing the films Bartok, The Magnificent, and The At Mimblio. So right now, let's continue speaking with Jerry. And right now, we are talking about the film Bartok, The Magnificent. And we were just talking about how this film is a great film. And, you know, we would all like to see it. So, are there any key villains in this film? Like, of course, it's an animation. And usually animations, to me, would have 
a villain. I just, that's what I think. So, is there any villains in this film? I would say the caretaker of Prince Ivan, or what's supposed to be the queen. She is quite wicked. She just looks like she's trying to follow rules, but later you realize she's really wicked. Oh, so it's very deceiving how she plays it. Yes, she did also fantastic, because she's like, hmm, you're not allowed to do that, honey. But later <laughs> she's like, I shall destroy the town if you do not let me be queen. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I totally just told you what to do, but I'm not going to follow my own advice. It's kind of like that. Yeah. If you could portray any character in this film, who would you be and why? I would have to be... I would have to say I would be Zozi the bear. He actually always comments on everything he does, and he makes, like, a little monologue for what's going on. And I kind of do that, too. And I can also relate to him that he's like, Oh, I'm so sorry I can't go with you. I wish you the best while I sit down and read this book. <laughs> That's remarkable. I, I love when people are just like, Yes, you can do that. I just have to settle down and read something. So, how many stars do you give this film? I would have to say I'll give it five out of five stars. There's really nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I mean, I, is, it, is it that good of a film? It is that good. I, I would say the only thing is I've never seen a white bat before, but... But, <laughs> you know... <laughs> anything can happen in animation. Yeah. So, what age range do you give this film? I would say I would... About five and up, because there are some action scenes that could get quite intense for young children. So, about, like, a little bit of violence that they would think. Yes, just a tiny bit of violence, but since it's an animation, you really don't see, like, bad violence, just, you know. Yeah, if it was an actual film, not an actual film, but if it was actual real-life characters, it would be a lot... It would, like even if they had the same exact scenes, it would probably be tougher because you can actually see them doing that. So, I totally get where you're coming from. Were you able to find any messages in this film? I would say the only message it's it said was not to give up and always depend on your friends. Because when Bartok needed the best of help, Zozi was always there to help him with anything. Like you had to get through a skull that you had to solve a riddle, and. Ninety percent of the time, Zozi was able to solve the riddles, and Bartok was just scratching his head. Mm. So it's kind of like one was bringing more of the weight, like he was carrying more of the weight, and then one was like really, really not. I guess lazy. He was lazy. I guess so. Yeah. So, did you like the riddles in this film? I thought the riddles were quite clever and very. I've never heard of a riddle like it. There are riddles that I thought in my head hard and I couldn't solve. <laughs> it's like, I have to get this. I'm going to get this. So, do you like riddles in general? I would have to say there are some riddles that are quite interesting and I thought make quite a lot of sense. But there are some riddles that they just don't make sense at all and it's just a person trying to confuse you. <laughs> it's like, ha, got you again. So, you said that you could relate to Zozi, the bear. Is there, you said that he was, like, he was very funny, I guess. I think you said that. Is there any other reasons why you like him as a character? 
he he just is very smart and he's always so full of himself like he said i thought i did a great job on the performance today and sometimes i do get full of myself and he and he's also quite handsome he wears a little scarf and a little hat and he's quite cool <laughs> i could totally see you as him i i like i haven't even seen his character but the way you describe him i just see you as him so is there anything that very quick is there anything that inspired you out of this film? I would I would think that I really got interested in uh, King Ivan. And this is the funny thing. King Prince Ivan in this was super nice and super sweet. But really, King Ivan, he his na- nickname was the Terrible because he was a horrible king. He <laughs> was, he, he, no, he was very mean. Oh, well. So... so that actually got me really interested in King Ivan the Terrible. Yeah, I would probably like him too. So, well, Jerry, thank you so much for ta- with letting us know all about this 1999 film, Bartok the Magnificent, which is playing all month on HGNet Movies Kids Scene. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. From Kids First Coming Attractions, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. 
You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. And welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. And you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. Now we are going to discuss the new interactive music slash reading app, Miblio. And we have with us some other new film critics. Today is just a day for new things. We have with us Canella and Adam. So how are you doing today, Adam? Good. And what about you, Canella? Very well. Awesome. So, Canelo, why don't you tell me a little bit about this app? Well, Miblio is an app where you're going to make your own music, where they give you a story, and you get to add your own song to it. And I like it because I like making music and having a little story to go along with it. It's sort of fun just to experience Well, that's awesome. One thing that I think is really cool about this app is that it really encourages reading and it's also interactive. So it makes learning really fun, which I think is definitely an important part if you're young, you know, if you're learning to read and, you know, learning to sort of express your musical interests. That is fun and interactive. And this app definitely delivers that. So, Adam, what did you think of this app? I liked it a lot, but my favorite part is the music. And they read it to me. Though I know how to read pretty well, it's good for younger people. Rhyming. It's amazing. It, it's amazing. Technology is amazing because it's a good <laughs> I guess. Technology is pretty amazing. And it's all over us nowadays. It's everywhere. So the fact that they're making it interactive and not just mindless is very awesome. So inside Miblio, there are these things called Miblets. And uh, pretty much they're sort of illustrated stories and songs so you read along with the song while also listening and making your own music so uh canela why don't you tell us some of the songs that are in this app well they give you one app to start one of songs to start off with which mm-hmm. is called Mon- monkey jamboree mm-hmm. and the rest cost one dollar 99 cents mm-hmm and I bought a couple of songs, and I really liked them. Like, my favorite was probably On Top of Spaghetti. <laughs> I love that song. Because there's just some songs I know, but I get to add my own little taste to it. And there's also The Wheels on the Bus and just other fun songs that kids would recognize. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fun to go to an old, go to a song you know, and then add your own tweak on it. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome that you recognize some of the songs. Because, yeah, Miblio has a lot of songs that all kids will know and love and recognize and be able to sing along. But Miblio also has some Miblets that are made specifically for this app. And one of them, which I found quite interesting, was the Mashed Potato Monster Gang. So I think that's very creative and it sounds very fun. So, Adam, what do you think your favorite song was? The Mashed Potato Monster Gang. That's oh, awesome. 
I watched it. Mm-hmm. And why'd you like that the best? Because it teaches a lesson. And I get to play music on it, too. That's one of my favorite parts about it. Well, that is awesome. So, speaking of playing music on it, Adam, why don't you tell us how you can make your own music on this? Well, you just press on buttons. No, not buttons. You touch. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it'll make music. Like, there's this keyboard mm-hmm. thing on it, and then you can do different music, like the piano, and then it will make noise, and there's other things on the top. Mm-hmm. It's really amazing. It's great for people who love music. It sounds really amazing, and it sounds super fun. I was actually messing around with the app on my computer, um, because if you go to Miblio.com, you can actually get sort of a little sample and a tutorial on how to use the app. And I actually thought it was super fun, even though it's, you know, for younger kids. I thought it was super interesting. So speaking of younger children, Canela, why don't you tell me what age rating you would give this? Um, I'd give this maybe six and up, no, six and under, because if you are a little too old for it, it's still fun. Like, it was very fun for me, but after five or ten minutes, you might just start getting bored of playing a bunch of the same songs. Yeah. Because I'm 11, and I think it would be better for seven and eight seven, six, five-year-olds. Mm-hmm. But if they're too young, they might need a grown-up to show them the ropes. But it's really easy to catch on to. And well, I, awesome. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm 15, and I enjoyed it. But it's definitely not something that I'd sit around all day playing, yeah. you know. But it was definitely entertaining. But I could see how younger kids would love it and just play it all the time. <laughs> you are listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope-Beaton. And today we have been reviewing Admission, Return to Nims Island, Bartok the Magnificent. And right now we are reviewing the new app, Miblio, which is an interactive book slash music app for kids. So right now we have with us some very adorable new film critics, Canella and Adam. And they are just telling me all about this app and how fun it is. And uh, we were just talking about the age rating. So Canella says probably six and under, um, maybe a little bit older because older kids might get a bit bored, but it's perfect for younger kids. So Canella, you said it wasn't super challenging. Why don't you talk to us about the sort of the challenge level? Is it pretty easy to catch on? Yeah, it took me maybe about two minutes to get the hang of it. I just needed to, like, start trying new buttons to press. Mm -hmm. And then I sort of got the hang of it, and I started trying new songs. And for me, because I like singing, but I can't play an instrument. Uh So I like doing this because you don't need to really, like, like learn the notes. You just need to, like, move your finger around. But it makes nice music so I love things like that where you don't necessarily have to have you know a history of music and music lessons but you're also able to make music and express your music creativity without having to have tons of lessons yeah so Adam why don't you tell us your favorite part I know you mentioned your favorite part of the app a little bit earlier but why don't you tell us a little bit more about it I like they, that they did a lot of rhyming. Mm-hmm. Rhyming is one of my favorite things. Reading. 
which they read to me, but I could read along. <laughs> pictures, great pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard the illustration was just adorable, so. Voiceovers, people, we get to hear real people saying it. We don't get record, we don't get, like, fake robots saying it. I hate those robots. I'm super glad that it's interactive <laughs> like that. That's awesome. I can't stand it when it's like, and this is a book. <laughs> I'm like, no, please just talk. <laughs> well, I'm really glad that you like this, Adam. Um, it sounds very interactive and very, very fun. So, Canela, can you tell us where people can find this fantastic app, Miblio? Well, you can find this on the iPad or iPad Mini. It's now available on the iTunes Store. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely check it out in the App Store. It sounds super fun. And even if you're not, you know, a little kid, if you get bored and, you know, you feel like going on the App Store, download it because it actually is really fun. If you're sitting at the bus stop and you're bored, play it. And plus, it's free and everybody loves free apps. So definitely check it out no matter what your age. (laughs) So, Adam, how many stars would you give this app on a scale of one to five? Five out of five star ratings. That's awesome. I'm so glad you liked it. And Canelo, what about you? Five out of five stars. That's awesome. And even though, um, because Canela, how old are you? Eleven. And Adam, what about you? Seven. So even though you guys are, well, Canela, especially you, a bit older, I'm really glad that you guys liked it and gave it five out of five stars because that's very impressive. I I really, I'm really glad that you liked it. And I definitely enjoyed it as well. (laughs) So if you, if the app was to come out with another version of Miblio and you could pick one thing that would be added to it, do you think it would need anything to be added to it or is it perfect just the way it is? Canela, what, what do you think? Well, I think it's great the way it is, but if I could add something, I mm-hmm. might like just add like a little uh, song where it gives you a beat and you get to sing along. Oh, that would be an awesome idea. But I think it's fine the way it is. That's awesome. And Adam, do you think you would add anything to it? Yeah, I would add not just videos. So people would like the app a little more. I would add games. So people, let's say if they're bored of just watching video after video, they can play games related to it. So maybe like, let's say if we're doing the mashed potato mobster game, because they escaped the mashed potatoes. Maybe there should be like, a temple run version where you can pretend to be the monsters running away from the police and getting trapped. Then that would be fun. Those are some awesome ideas. You guys need to design another version of this game because that sounds awesome. But like you heard from Canella and Adam, five out of five stars. So obviously the game has to be pretty good as it is. And um, like I said before, it's super adorable, super colorful, very interactive, especially for younger kids. But also, you know, if you're an adult or a teenager and you just want something that's, you know, pretty fun to take up 10 to 15 minutes of your day, definitely check out Miblio and it is in the app store now for free. And it's super fun, so give it a chance. And like I said, you can also go to Miblio.com for a free tutorial on how to use the app and also just mess around with the app a little bit. So, Canela and Adam, thank you so much for being with us. I know it's your first show, and we really look forward to having you on again with us. So, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and see your favorite up-and-coming film critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. And you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Bookworm is a show for the reader, and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library, and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune in to Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and... And listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. And get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app. Powered by Aircast. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. If you think you've seen online TV before, 
Let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. Have we got a show that will keep you on the pulse of the fashion world? Our hosts are two teens who know fashion, and they have the inside look when it comes to fashion for our generation. Tune in to Fashion Forward on Voice America Kids. We'll discuss what's hot and what's not, the latest in fashion trends, things to look for on the horizon, and more. Fashion Forward is your weekly guide to what to wear today, tonight, this weekend, and this season. Tune in every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Fashion Forward on the Voice America Kids channel. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 